0: Welcome to the Water Sucks Gatorade Is Better podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Rogers. joined as always by the Commissioner, Joe Robichill. Lots to discuss on today's episode. We've got the Week 12 Recap, Trade Center, Where Are They Now?, and we answer your questions headed in to the playoffs. Stay tuned. All right, Joe. Well, we are in episode four of the podcast. We are recording this on the Monday night, so we still have Minnesota and Chicago to play this evening. I need about uh, 85 points to be in contention, so pretty sure we're going to chalk that one up to a loss. How are you doing uh, today?
1: Yeah, big weekend for the Eagles. Unfortunate for my fantasy team. Uh, I might have just uh, eliminated myself from playoffs in the year, but the Eagles are pulling through and 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 holding their weight. And yeah, there's a, I wouldn't say there's much of a matchup tonight left and left in the game that's going to go on. I think everybody's just about settled uh, their matches pretty early on and uh, the the Sunday there yesterday,
0: yeah, still holding out hope for my Bears stack attack, but uh, I felt really good heading into the weekend. Miami's defense put up twenty one points against the Jets on Friday night. And Justin Jefferson was out of the game, so I was kind of licking my chops thinking I was going to squeak a win out against Chuck in the Whiskey Bowl. Uh, Turns out Chuck's whole team went off. So not in the cards for me, but as we look at the standings, there has been quite a shakeup here. So what we're going to do is we'll start with our standings, and we'll walk through where we think people are going to finish the year, and where we think uh, the money is going to fall when it's all said and done. So we'll start with the AFC, Joe. We'll get your thoughts here. No surprise with our first place individual. That would be Caleb, going to be sitting at 9-3. We have Jeff in second on a bit of a slide, but 6-6. Kenzie at 5-7 is in third. And then I am in fourth at 4-8. Tyler in fifth based on points four. And that is a 4-8 record as well. So thoughts on the AFC and how you see it shaking out?
1: Yeah, I think we've said it before, like, Calum just can't be stopped. And and I tried to take him down a peg this weekend. And honestly, I looked at his lineup and seen him starting Dak over Mahomes and thought I might have a good chance. And Dak goes off for his best week of the year. So I don't know where Caleb's getting uh, getting his stats from, but uh, he seems to be starting the right guys every week. And then to turn it around, he gets Kieran Williams off of IR yesterday, who puts up 200 yards and a couple TDs. Uh, He's rolling. I I'm scared of Kalen's team. Jeff Jeff has been on a bit of a slide, so we'll see where where this shakes up. I you know, I I'd, I'd caution the league like to really watch the bottom of the tables and we'll get into uh, the NFC here in a second, but there's going to be some very interesting scenarios that shake around making playoffs and a polar dip between three or four teams here. So, a lot to unfold uh, on the bottom side of the table in the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I actually think the polar bear race is more interesting than the race at the top of our league right now. Uh, I believe Kalem has clinched his spot. We'll talk about the NFC, what that looks like. I would say outside of Kalem, the rest of the AFC is still wide open for playoffs. I play Kalem this week and Kenzie plays Tyler and then I wrap up the year against Kenzie. So a lot could happen. Kenzie's one and owner our matchups. If I somehow beat him in the last game of the season, we would be one and one and have to look at points four. And that's hoping Jeff and Tyler continue to lose. So a uh, little afraid, not where I thought it would be. Really, really needed the win this week. Switching gears and looking at the NFC, we've got Gager the Rager Burke in first place at eight and four. Kyle Burke in second now at seven and five Nick in third at six and six who was leading the pack most of the year and Nick is tied with Chuck who is in fourth place at six and six based on points and then Joe you are in the basement here at five and seven so the thoughts on your own division well I think I made a
1: joke uh the last episode about potentially benching some players to give Tyler the win well at this point if I do that I think I'll be taking a a dip into Lake Ontario here so uh, it's been uh, it's been a journey for for the NFC and and Nick sliding down a couple couple pieces and gauge from out of nowhere with one of the lowest points fours I've ever seen in, in first place, just just pulling out some wins. So, uh, the NFC, same thing. It's a tight race in that second, third, and fourth spot. So, the the matchups over the next couple of weeks, a lot of division matchups. So I think it's gonna be interesting to watch and see who gets those first round buys. I think Calum's probably got his locked up, but Gage could still drop a bit if uh if uh, Nick or Chuck tend to get on a winning streak here in the last two games.
0: Yeah, that's a massive race. And when you look at the games at the end of the year, these bowl games, uh Chuck is going to play Nick, which could be very interesting. Gage is going to play Kyle there. Uh, You will be playing Burpee. Um, I mean, that could decide the polar bear dip right there. If things don't turn around and yeah, Calum against Jeff me against Kenzie. So I like the change this year. It's certainly didn't expect it to be this close and we've never had a year like this, but uh, I think it's going to bring some really interesting things.
1: Yeah. I think that was the whole point of kind of having these bowl games was to create some, a little bit of drama as we finish the season and make it all worth something. And then of course, you know, we happen to have this, this strong year where every team's competitive and, uh, honestly, I think the majority of the league is is playing to not do the polar bear plunge versus actually making playoffs. I think that's on a lot of people's minds, uh, not actually making playoffs.
0: I can assure you it's on my mind. Uh, I don't think we've ever had someone do it two years in a row. So uh, if it is me again, I might just pull the Carter McMullen and, uh, and get the hell out of here and give up on fantasy football. But we shall see. So when we look at that AFC division, we've got two weeks left. We're going into week 13 here. And we've got week 14 playoffs begin in week 15. How do you think that is going to shake out and tell me who you think makes playoffs out of the AFC. Out of the AFC,
1: you know, I don't really need to say it, but Calum's obviously going to lock up that bye spot. I would say at this point, I don't know about Jeff, but I think he's got to at least split slide into one of those playoffs. So he'll be playing in that conference, uh, semifinal. And then, uh, Give me, give me Kenzie in that, uh, in the, in the second or third spot. So Kenzie and Jeff in the, in the conference semifinal. Unfortunately, I think you and Tyler might slide your way into the bottom and be
0: battling for that dip. Very interesting. I, uh, I do think it will be Caleb Kenzie, and myself. I need to put myself in there. I still got a shooter's chance, but a lot of balls need to bounce my way over the next uh, two weeks here. You did project me in second uh, in the last episode, and I did not live up to your projection. Came out of the basement swinging and tripped and fell back down the stairs. So when we look at the NFC here, um, I'll be honest, I don't see it changing either. I think the people to make playoffs there is going to be Gage, Kyle, and Nick. I do think that final spot will come down to the Iron Bowl between Nick and Chuck for sure which will be interesting i don't know their head-to-head matchups over the year the points for i calculated them uh, just before we hit record here very very close uh chuck put up 140 which really closed the gap on nick uh just putting up slightly over 100 this week so gonna be close but uh i do think nick will edge it out and uh yeah i think you'll be in the uh in the polar bear uh race with us joe
1: i think so yeah i think chuck uh Chuck had an unfortunate slide with that trade of DJ Moore not getting Justin Jefferson back. It was it was obviously a risk that he was willing to take and I you know I think a lot of people probably would have taken that risk and obviously losing Cousins uh, probably derailed his his return a little bit sooner rather than later, but uh we'll see what happens. You never know. Maybe he gets him back uh, for week week uh, 14 and 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 that helps him make that playoff spot, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the playoff positions are there. You could see Gage maybe trade with Kyle Burke, uh, depending on the matchups as well. You know, Kyle Burke's been
0: on a bit of a heater as well. Yeah. I think the Bo Burke bowl may decide first place and who wins the money in that division, which uh, makes it even more sweet coming on the end of the year. Uh, yeah, going to be really interesting. I had projected this whole division to be six and six and, uh, I guess two out of five ain't bad, but uh, certainly went differently than I thought, uh, really differently than I thought. So anything can happen as we come into the final part of the year. We did, for those who haven't listened, uh, get to know another neighbor in our bonus episode in Tyler Burpee. And you might hear from a few more folks as we get closer into that playoff push. And you're going to hear from us as well before our big final matchup of the year in week 16 so you might hear some familiar faces on that as well
1: fun fact about tyler burpee uh, i looked back to the history of the league he has never missed playoffs this will be the first year he will miss playoffs since he joined the league
0: well i wouldn't count him out yet you may have just jinxed all of us because he's still in the hunt uh outside chance like myself but that is a very interesting stat a very uncharacteristic burpee year for sure all right, so now we are going to move into one of our most popular segments Trade Center. All right, so this is Trade Center. You know the drill. We are going to walk through all of the trades that have happened over the last four weeks and we did come against the trade deadline in that point as well so joe there's four trades to discuss your thoughts on trades over the last four weeks happy to
1: see we we had a few of them i think uh i think the trade deadline was a week earlier than it normally was and i think that was the right timing actually overall uh put a little bit of pressure on everybody to kind of make those decisions before the trade deadline and also made sure that everybody was still in the running as we were kind of finishing the year. I know I'm in other leagues where the play, the trade deadline's just happening this week or next week, and that's a little too late in the season, in my opinion. So happy to see we had a bunch of trades this year. Uh, I think the leagues really uh, taken off, and and people are are having some discussions about trades. And I think our our review and our topics and discussion on on the trades overall definitely provides some uh,
0: some feedback and and some fun around it. Yes, couldn't agree more. So when we look at our first trade that went down, we had Kenzie, who traded Amari Cooper and Ramondre Stevenson to get Stefan Diggs from Nick. Thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I I don't know on that trade. I think overall it kind of just depended on the teams at the time. I think it was a fairly fair trade. Diggs, you know, is a big name, but really hasn't been performing as well as he He should be all season. I think he did have a pretty good game against the Eagles, but still walked away with the L after flapping his wings there. So uh, yeah, good trade on, on both ends, fairly even. Uh, We'll see what happens here with the playoff positions. It might've helped them both out at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Remains to be seen for sure. I think Amari Cooper, certainly with um, Deshaun Watson being out, I think hurt a bit. Stevenson's been kind of streaky all year and the Patriots have just been Probably the worst uh, football team to watch uh, over the last year here. So, interesting. Diggs provides, although he hasn't uh, gone off in many games, he's still that threat. And as the Bills continue to try and put together a season and figure things out, he could be dangerous. Uh, I see both sides of that trade, honestly. uh, I don't hate it. I don't know if I would have given up Diggs if I was Nick, given where he was in the standings. I didn't know if he needed to take on that additional risk with Cooper and Stevenson, but... You know, at the end of the day, it's looking like he'll still make playoffs, and and we'll see. We'll see coming down the back end what that looks like. For sure. And trade two. Uh, this one involved yourself and Jeff. I don't know if it was how hard we went on Jeff in the last episode that maybe helped you get this one over the line, but you traded Addison uh, for Nakua, who was involved in a big trade previously, uh, for Jeff to go with the uh, the Ram stack.
1: Yeah, I I agree. We gave Jeff a bit of a hard time. Maybe this helped me get the the trade across the line. He actually offered it back to me after I offered him a, an original trade probably for one of his RBs uh or somebody else on his team and to me it looked like a no-brainer to to shift off Addison after losing Cousins and uh Jefferson also being out had some upside on Addison, but uh my boy Dobbs wasn't uh, wasn't giving me a whole lot of faith and you know, I thought I'd take the risk on Cup and Nakua, that kind of stack. Cup having some injuries all year long. Typically when you have a few hamstring injuries, other things linger throughout the season. So that was kind of my thinking. I think overall it's still a fairly even trade. Nakua had a, a decent week last week, but didn't really do a hasn't really done a ton either since we made this trade.
0: Yeah, it has kind of worked out to be relatively even. I think when the trade went down. I really thought you you pulled one over on Jeff there with with Nakua. I liked him a lot more than Addison at the time. But again, uh, time is the great equalizer here. As we've moved forward, a lot of these trades in the rearview mirror look certainly different than they did in the beginning. Exactly. When we look at trade number three, I was involved in another trade um, with Caleb. And this time I traded Tyler Lockett and Gus Edwards for brown and godwin your thoughts on this one
1: i would have thought you won that trade but the Gus bus just can't be stopped i don't know what happened there but uh, i think he had another two touchdown performance so honestly another fairly even trade i think i think once again the the kind of story of the season has been people make trades that benefit their team and not just not just the names and i think that's a, a big part of analyzing some of these trades is it's not all about just you know digs for Ramondre stevenson and amari cooper it's like hey what is nick's team at right now and same thing happened with with calum and you were you know these trades made sense to to better your teams and it's not really a win-lose situation in either end
0: yeah it's a great point and even kind of reflecting on that stevenson piece i know nick has had a rough go with, with running backs and had some injuries so i think that did help him had more depth at wide receiver i think for me it was a bit opposite honestly i uh, had Hall and Etienne really playing well at the time. The inefficiency of the Gus bus, as you said, the, the wheels on the bus go round and round. He's had, uh, I think, uh, three touches for four yards and two touchdowns like last week. It's just been unbelievable how inefficient he is and how many points he put up. But I was trying to trade high. I needed to sure up my wide receivers. Uh, if there was, say, Amon Ra Brown, St. Brown got hurt or. Um, Any of the guys that I have on my team there, I was going to be digging the bottom of the barrel with Lockett to to sub him in. And I had a big bye week. So I liked the trade, but uh, Hollywood Brown has done nothing. Godwin's been real quiet too. So looks like Kalem uh, pulled the wool over my eyes again, maybe on those trades. So that takes us to trade number four, our final trade over the year. And Calum was involved in another one this time, uh, trading away Gibbs to... Kyle Burke for Pittman and Ferguson. And this one actually went down right around the time mine did. Um, so your thoughts on that trade? Honestly, I, you know, I think
1: I said at one point, I think this might be the worst trade of the year and given Kyle Burke, uh, Jameer Gibbs, but once uh, Monty returned, Gibbs is kind of in the shadows again and and Pittman's been having some fantastic games. Cale needed a tight end that seemed to work out for him the last couple of weeks. So I don't know, Calum. Like I said, I don't know where he's getting his data from, but uh, he's really turned around his his fantasy football career, and and he's made a lot of good moves this year. Had a really good draft, which we'll probably get into a couple of details of. But yeah, Calum Calum uh, seemed to have actually won this trade. I'd say at the end
0: of the day, just based on the last week of of what we've seen from Jameer Gibbs. For sure. That allowed him to do the trade with me as well. That was a big consideration for him. And um, I believe he had a running back on by that week. So needed Edwards the following week. Ended up working two trade deals. Uh, Let's hope he is not the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL here and doesn't just put up big numbers in the regular season and and can make uh, a bit of a run uh, down the home stretch because his team is looking very, very scary. Well, the difference
1: is, is the least count beat a team that has a winning record this year.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think you make some good points around the trades in general. This is the most trades we've ever had. The trade deadline obviously has come and gone now. Uh, I tried a a fire sale there uh, on trade deadline day and put every person on my team on the block, had a few good conversations. And I think that's been my favorite part is going back and forth with trade conversations and trying to find what works for some teams. All of the guys have been honestly really, really strong in kind of articulating what they want in a deal, what they don't like in years past. We haven't always had that. It's been everybody trying to, you know, pull one over on everybody else. And I think this year has been really strong.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised Chuck didn't make a few more trades, you know, salesman of the year. He, you know, he's a, he's that guy who can smell, sell snow to a snowman, but uh, yeah, overall. Yeah. I'd agree. I think it was a, a really good year on the trade aspect.
0: The uh, Wolf of Fall River did not make uh, any more deals, but he certainly was working the phone lines, as I can attest to, on uh, on Friday nights in particular before, uh, before deadline time. So that rounds out uh, Trade Center, and we are going to move into a brand new segment called Where Are They Now? <laughs> So in where are they now what we're going to do is we are going to recap the first round picks of every team in the league, and then we're going to highlight a couple of ones that we thought were really, really strong and a couple that you know kind of fell off as we moved forward, so when we look back pick one was myself and we. Selected Justin Jefferson, and we all know uh, certainly the long-documented story on what happened to Justin Jefferson this season. I will say he's been out for 9, 10 weeks now, so that trade looking better and better, but might be for naught. What kills me more, I think, is that Gage picked uh, CMC uh, at number two, which, again, when you're number one pick, you get to pick any of these guys. And redoing it, I might have changed my mind there. Pick three was Jamar Chase. Pick four was Eckler. Pick five, Tyreek Hill. Pick six was Bijan Robinson. Pick seven, Cooper Cup. Pick eight, Travis Kelsey. Pick nine, Stephon Diggs. And pick 10 went to Henry. Your thoughts overall looking at that list, Joe? I will say uh, three people are no longer on their original team. So I think, again, a new record for us. Three first-round picks were traded this year as the season went on. Justin Jefferson, Diggs, and Henry. So what stands out to you when you look at that list? I think it's hard to to look back on this list
1: and really say, like, you know, who's been a bust because of injuries, right? You never want to kind of hold that against people. You can't really account on that. But uh, Justin Jefferson certainly hurts when you, when you look at what Christian McCaffrey's done all season long. Uh, Jamar Chase... Losing Burrow, right? Like Eckler, injury, Tyreek Hill, you know, probably should have been the second overall pick based on the season he's having. Uh Bijan, you know, I think he's underperformed, I'd say, versus what the expectations were. I think everyone kind of thought he could have, you know, be another McCaffrey. I think that all comes down to the Atlanta Falcons and what they're doing with their offense, not really, you know, his uh his abilities. And then uh, myself with Kelsey, same thing. You know, guys never missed a game in, I don't know, X amount of years and misses a couple, has a foot injury, starts dating Taylor Swift. She stops showing up to games. He stops performing. So it's it's a bit of a bit of a back and forth there. And then, you know, we did talk about Diggs already, you know, pretty good performer overall, you know, hasn't had a bad season per se, but at the ninth pick, there's probably some better players you could have taken. And you probably say the same thing about Derrick Henry, probably walk away if you get him at 10 you're probably still happy with where you got him but uh, there's definitely some some bigger names that came afterwards that could have been picked a little bit higher so overall probably a pretty disappointing first round when you look at the top 10 uh,
0: top 10 picks yeah I would agree I think uh, probably disappointing is the word when I look at some of those names what they were expected to what they didn't I think to me the top three um, CMC Tyree Kill and really, I think it's Bijan Robinson. He was slow out of the gates, as you said, but I think he's really found his own these last couple of weeks. And I mean, uh, they just love running the ball in Atlanta. And I think as they're in that playoff push, as they keep rolling, uh, I think you're just going to see him get more and more action in the passing game, in the running game and, and really start to score. He was a late bloomer, but he certainly got it going this week against me.
1: Yeah, I think they were probably a little concerned with their chances of actually making the playoffs early on. And now, to your point, they, they have a strong push of actually winning, potentially winning that division. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see if
0: he gets a pretty big workload over the next three or four weeks. And we did pull some statistics as well as not only the first round and where are they now, but we went back to highlight the latest picks in our draft who have finished and are currently sitting the highest Uh, in the overall ranking. So we'll walk through them one by one, and and Joe, we'll get your thoughts. Uh, This individual hurt you deeply uh, this week, and that is none other than pick number 155, Kalem's second quarterback after taking Mahomes very early, Dak Prescott. Pick 155 has become quarterback three on the year.
1: It's crazy. I think, you know, last episode with Tyler, we talked about waiting deep to get a QB this just proves it second second last round he gets stacked or was it the last round sorry uh gets Dak Prescott and he's the third QB overall just killing it on the season benching Mahomes this past weekend after he picked him in the second round so Kalem once again with some some strong depth uh on his team with with this late round pick
0: yeah it's been a weird one like I I've always been to Tyler's point a big fan of punting the quarterback but uh has not worked out for me certainly like it's worked out for calum here he talked about lawrence in that episode another late round pick who's really really turned it on um i know i took fields kind of in the sixth round but the mahomes the josh allen the jalen hurts like i think last fantasy season those guys every week were putting up 30 or 40 lamar jackson another one i think it's changed this year i think you'll see a regression to the mean probably of when those qbs are selected going forward but you know it's nice to have the confidence of the position no different than uh, you know, putting uh, Travis kelsey in your tight end you know you're starting them every week. Um, where that can't be said for a lot of teams, right now so we've looked at our quarterbacks now we're gonna look at a wide receiver and this. Uh, also was drafted by caleb one round later pick 166 jacoby myers, who is the wide receiver 19 after being pretty much Mr Irrelevant at pick. 166 yeah i i don't
1: know like once again calum has the sleeper magic here to, to to snag jacoby myers who what was he wide receiver 19 on the year so fantastic year really strong depth on a team that's 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 already deep for him to get him this late so once again i think it just speaks to why calum continues to win He he picked the right guys in the right positions and and had a lot of depth as the season went on
0: Yep, yeah, and those late round picks that kind of go off, the ball's got to bounce your way on them. And, and we talked again in our last episode around how important that can be. So looking at another really important person that certainly went off early in the year. And this one was selected by Chuck at pick 125. And that is Raheem Mostert, who is currently running back two. Now there was a trade and Mostert is currently on Kyle Burke's roster but was selected uh, by Charles at pick 125. Yeah, fantastic pick. Another guy that,
1: you know, over the years hasn't really performed to his potential. I think, you know, if you drafted him last year, he went in the, you know, third or fourth round, something along those lines. So he slipped a bit because he didn't perform. And, you know, Chuck, uh, Chuck saw the highlights there and, and knew there was an opportunity. And, he, you know, he stayed healthy the majority of the season. And, yeah, he was RB2 and obviously traded him off and got some assets back to potentially make his team push for playoffs.
0: Yep. And then rounding out this list is uh, another running back and this is pick 112 and that is Brian Robinson chosen by uh, Gage Burke. Yeah. Gage with another sneaky pick here,
1: Brian Robinson, his rookie year, he got shot, missed a few games at the start of the year Uh, came back. He, he looked good. Um, And then, yeah, you know, I th- I don't know why a lot of people were sleeping on him, including myself. We we left him pretty late. Uh, I think yourself took Gibson even a couple rounds earlier than this. Uh, and and Robinson's been the guy. You know, one of the
0: top running backs in the league uh, from a fantasy perspective throughout the year. Yeah, Gibson loves to torture me. He was uh, was drafted and then uh, played him, hurt me again. And I think he's been kind of non-existent as Robinson's really came into his own. So now it is time for one of our favorite segments anonymous questions alright so we've got some anonymous questions here for episode number four and we've got the man the myth the legend who doesn't miss a chance to get an anonymous question in so our first anonymous question comes from gauge Burke and he is stuck so he's looking for a start sit decision this week so love to get your thoughts here Joe he is between Tim Boyle and Tommy DeVito uh, this week. Uh, any recommendations there for Gage? The tough choice. Uh, really, really going down the waiver
1: wire here to to get a QB. So, uh, if I had to choose one, I think I would take DeVito. Uh, those Giants. He he had a good week and uh, you know three touchdowns two weeks ago. You know maybe he can he can keep the magic rolling in New York and uh, keep everybody a little
0: bit happy and and get my boy Saquon a couple touches. I tend to agree, honestly, Tim Boyle uh, I didn't think it would get worse than Zach Wilson, but apparently it can. Um, so I would probably go with uh, with Tommy DeVito there as well. He's got kind of a new uh, hand gesture as well when he when he throws a TD, very reminiscent of Johnny Manziel, uh, if you remember what that looked like. Okay, and our next question is from Calum, and Calum is wondering. When do playoffs start? He hasn't been paying attention over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was wondering
1: if he actually started his lineup or if he just forgot to, to bench Dak this past weekend from a home. So, Caleb, uh, playoffs will start in two weeks. So, uh, make sure you're paying
0: attention. Maybe we'll send you a reminder in the calendar. Yeah, and a great reminder for the league. Playoffs start week 15. Okay, our final question uh, comes from Chuck. And Chuck is wondering... Who won the Whiskey Bowl in week 12, and is it too early to start talking dynasty? Well, we've mentioned this on many calls. Um, Chuck and I do a Whiskey Bowl, which is another rivalry we have set up inside of the league. We have a Jim Bean donkey trophy uh, that the winner gets each year, and the loser has to buy the winner a bottle of whiskey of their choice. So I won the first two years um, that Chuck was in the league, Chuck won last year, and this year um, it'll be official after tonight's game. So when you're listening to this, he will have won the Whiskey Bowl. He keeps the donkey. He gets the bottle of whiskey. And he's won two years in a row. So if he wins next year, it's a dynasty. So I'm going to try and stop him. But we'll see what happens. Okay, so we are going to wrap up the podcast, as we always do, with our Listener of the Week. For the second time, Joe, unfortunately, this uh, Listener of the Week prize went unclaimed. So again, Andy Gross did not claim his beverage with URI. You know, hurts our feelings, but uh, we're going to keep doing it for the people. So what we'll do now is we'll put in all of our listeners here. I will say our listeners have gone up. Our subscribers are close to 20 now, which is great. We've been slowly building from 4 to 11, and we're up to 20, so we appreciate everybody listening. I will spin the wheel. All right, so our listener of the week is Leo Boudreaux. Leo happens to be Caleb and I's cousin, a longtime supporter, first-time listener of the podcast. We sent him episode three. He was six minutes in before he realized it was my voice that had been speaking. He was waiting for me to come on the podcast, but I was there the whole time, as you know. So, Leo, to claim your prize, you can reach out to myself, or you can reach out to Joe uh, to get a beverage of your choice at a location of your choice. So, it's the tightest this league has ever been. It's probably the most fun, as we have alluded to as well. Joe, will give you kind of the last words here, your thoughts on the league, and as we move into uh, the playoffs. You know, I said it
1: early on. I think keep an eye on that basement matchup uh, all around. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Everybody's going to be looking forward to to seeing how these play out and there's definitely some some good matchups in the next 2 weeks to to dictate what's going to happen there and who's going to end up with the dip. And then yeah, look forward to to coming back and in discussing what's going to happen in playoffs and what's happened in playoffs. So uh thanks as always and uh, look forward to to the next episode.
0: Yeah, likewise. Our next episode is in week 16 of the season, where we will discuss the finals and discuss what happened in playoffs up to that point. So as always, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.